Chapter 3, Part 1 of Biographical Notice of Niccolo Paganini by Francois Joseph Fetis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 3, Niccolo Paganini, Part 1. Genius, talent, whatever its extent, cannot always count upon popularity. Susceptibility of the highest conceptions of the most sublime creations frequently fail in securing the attention of the multitude how is this most coveted point to be attained it would be difficult to arrive at any precise conclusion from the fact that it applies to matters totally differing from each other it is however perhaps possible to define the aggregation of qualities required to move the public in masses by calling it sympathetic wonderment fortunate boldness is its characteristic mark originality its absolute condition the most renowned popularities of the nineteenth century have each differed in their speciality napoleon bonaparte rossini and paganini many other names doubtless recall talents of the finest order and personalities of the highest value yet notwithstanding their having been duly appreciated by the intelligent and enlightened classes they have not called forth those outbursts of enthusiasm which have been manifested towards others during an entire generation the truly popular name appears surrounded by its prestige even to the lowest degrees of the social scale such was the case with the prodigious artist who is the object of this notice niccolo paganini the most extraordinary the most renowned violinist of the nineteenth century was born on february the eighteenth seventeen eighty four his father antonio paganini a commercial broker or simply a broker's clerk according to some biographers was passionately fond of music and played upon the mandolin his penetration soon discovered the aptitude of his son for this art he resolved that study should develop it his excessive severity would have probably led to results contrary to those he expected had not the younger paganini been endowed with the firm determination of becoming an artist from the age of six years he was a musician and played the violin the lessons he received from his father as may be presumed were not given in the most gentle manner the ill-treatment to which he was subjected during this period of his youth appears to have exercised a fatal influence upon his nervous and delicate constitution from his first attempts he was imbued with a disposition to execute feats of strength and agility upon his instrument his instinct urged him to attempt the most extraordinary things his precocious skill exciting the astonishment of his young friends his confidence in the future was not to be shaken from the fact of his mother saying to him one day my son you will be a great musician an angel radiant with beauty appeared to me during the night and addressing me spoke thus if thou wouldst proffer a wish it shall be accomplished i ask that you should become the greatest of all violinists and the angel promised the fulfilment of my desire his father's lessons soon became useless and Savetto, a musician of the theatre at genoa became his teacher but even he was not possessed of sufficient ability to be of benefit to this predestined artist paganini received his instructions for a short period only and he was placed under giacomo costa director of music and principal violinist to the churches of genoa under whose care he progressed rapidly 
he had now attained his eighth year when he wrote his first sonata which he unfortunately took no care of and has been lost among many other of his productions his countryman necco a distinguished composer encouraged the visits of the boy and tendered counsel which doubtless aided him materially in his progress costa only gave him lessons for six months during which period he obliged his pupil to play in the churches but the master's instructions were not at all satisfactory to the pupil who had already conceived a method of fingering and bowing having reached his ninth year the young virtuoso appeared in public for the first time in a concert at the large theatre of his native town given by the excellent soprano marchesi with the vocalist albertinati these two artists sang subsequently at a concert for paganini's benefit and in both these instances this extraordinary child played variations of his own composition on the french air la carmagnole amid the frenzied acclamations of an enthusiastic audience about this period of his life the father was advised by judicious friends to place the boy under good masters of the violin and composition and he shortly after took him to parma where alexandro rolla then resided so celebrated for his performance as conductor of the orchestra and as a composer paganini was now twelve years of age the following anecdote related by m schottky and which paganini published in a vienna journal publishes interesting details of the master's first interview with the young artist on arriving at rolla's house he said we found him ill and in bed his wife conducted us into a room adjoining the one where the sick man lay in order to concert with her husband who it appeared was not at all disposed to receive us perceiving upon the table of the chamber into which we were ushered a violin and the last concerto of rolla i took up the violin and played the piece at first sight surprised at what he heard the composer inquired the name of the virtuoso he had just heard when he heard it was only a mere lad he would not give credence to the fact unless by ocular demonstration thus satisfied he told me that he could teach me nothing and recommended me to take lessons in composition from pierre the evident desire evinced by paganini to refute the supposition of his having received lessons from rolla is a singularity difficult to account for gervasoni who knew him at parma at this period affirms that he was the pupil of rolla for several months however it was not pierre then in germany who taught paganini harmony and counterpoint but giretti who had directed the studies of pierre himself during six months this precocious artist received three lessons weekly and specially applied himself to the study of instrumentation even now paganini was occupied in discovering new effects on his instrument frequent discussions took place between him and rolla on the innovations which the young artist contemplated and which he could at this period only execute imperfectly whilst the severe taste of his master deprecated these bold attempts except for the sake of occasional effects it was however only after his return to genoa that paganini wrote his first compositions for the violin this music was so difficult that he was obliged to study it himself with increasing perseverance and to make constant efforts to solve problems unknown to all other violinists he was seen to have tried the same passage in a thousand different ways during ten or twelve hours and to be completely overwhelmed with fatigue at the end of the day 
it is by this unexampled perseverance that he overcame difficulties which were considered insurmountable by contemporary artists when he published a specimen in the shape of a collection of studies quitting parma at the commencement of seventeen ninety seven paganini made his first professional tour with his father through all the principal towns in lombardy and commenced a reputation which increased daily from that period on his return to genoa and after having in solitude made the efforts necessary for the development of his talent he began to feel the weight of the chain by which he was held by his father and determined to release himself from the ill-treatment to which he was still subjected under the paternal roof his artistic soul revolted at this degrading slavery and felt that some respect was due to him a favourable opportunity alone was required to execute his design this soon presented itself the fete of st martin was celebrated annually at lucca by a musical festival to which persons flocked from every part of italy as this period approached paganini entreated his father to permit him to attend it accompanied by his elder brother his demand was at first met with a peremptory refusal but the solicitations of the son and the prayers of the mother finally prevailed and the heart of the young artist at liberty for the first time bounded with joy and he set out agitated by dreams of success and happiness at lucca he was received with enthusiasm encouraged by this propitious debut he visited pisa and some other towns in all of which his success was unequivocal the year seventeen ninety nine had just commenced and paganini had not attained his fifteenth year this is not the age of prudence his moral education had been grossly neglected and the severity which assailed his more youthful years was not calculated to awaken him to the dangers of a life of freedom freed from restraint and relishing the delights of his newborn independence he formed connections with other artists whose sole ability seemed to consist in encouraging a taste for gambling in young men of family and means and turning the tables upon them to their own advantage paganini in this manner frequently lost the produce of several concerts in one night and was consequently often in a state of great embarrassment his talent soon procured fresh resources and time passed gaily enough alternately between good and bad fortune he was frequently reduced by distress to part with his violin in this condition he found himself at leghorn and was indebted to the kindness of a french merchant monsieur levron a distinguished amateur for the loan of a violin an excellent guarnieri when the concert had concluded paganini brought it back to its owner when this gentleman exclaimed never will i profane strings which your fingers have touched that instrument is now yours this is the violin paganini afterwards used in all his concerts a similar event occurred to him at parma but under different circumstances pazzini an eminent painter and an excellent amateur performer on the violin had disbelieved the prodigious faculty imputed to paganini of playing the most difficult music at first sight as well as if he had maturely studied it he brought him a manuscript concerto containing the most difficult passages imagined almost by every performer as insurmountable and placing in his hands an excellent instrument of straduary added this instrument shall be yours if you can play in a masterly manner that concerto at first sight 
if that is the case replied paganini you may bid adieu to it and he forthwith by his exquisite performance of the piece threw pazzini into ecstatic admiration adventures of every kind characterize this period of paganini's early days the enthusiasm of art love and gambling divided his time despite the warnings of a delicate constitution which proclaimed the necessity of great care heedless of everything he continued his career of dissipation until the prostration of all his faculties forced a respite he would then lie up for several weeks in a state of absolute repose until with refreshed energies he recommenced his artistic career and wandering life unexpected resources occasionally relieved him from positive poverty in this position at seventeen years of age being at leghorn in eighteen o one he became acquainted with a wealthy swedish amateur whose favorite instrument was the bassoon complaining that he could meet with no music for this instrument sufficiently difficult for his talent paganini provided him with compositions almost impractical for which he was richly rewarded it was to be feared that this dissolute life would ultimately deprive the world of his marvellous talent when an unforeseen and important circumstance related by himself ended his fatal passion for gambling i shall never forget he said that i one day placed myself in a position which was to decide my future the prince of blank had for some time coveted the possession of my violin the only one i possessed at that period and which i still have he on one particular occasion was extremely anxious that i should mention the sum for which i would dispose of it but not wishing to part with my instrument i declared i would not sell it for two hundred and fifty gold napoleons some time after the prince said to me that i was doubtless only speaking in jest in asking such a sum but that he would be willing to give me two thousand francs i was at this moment in the greatest want of money to meet a debt of honour i had incurred at play and was almost tempted to accept the proffered amount when i received an invitation to a party that evening at a friend's house all my capital consisted of thirty francs as i had disposed of all my jewels watch rings and brooches etc i resolved on risking this last resource and if fortune proved fickle to sell my violin to the prince and to proceed to st petersburg without instrument or luggage with the view of re-establishing my affairs my thirty francs were reduced to three and i fancied myself on the road to russia when suddenly my fortune took a sudden turn and with the small remains of my capital i won a hundred and sixty francs this amount saved my violin and completely set me up from that day i abjured gambling to which i had sacrificed part of my youth convinced that a gamester is an object of contempt to all well-regulated minds although he was still in the prime of youth paganini knew of nothing but success and profit when during one of those hallucinations to which all great artists are subject the violin lost its attractions in his eyes a lady of rank having fallen desperately in love with him and the feeling being reciprocated he withdrew with her to an estate she possessed in tuscany this lady played the guitar and paganini imbibed a taste for that instrument and applied himself as sedulously to its practice as he had formerly done with the violin he soon discovered new resources which he imparted to his friend 
and during a period of three years he devoted all the energies of his mind to its study and to agricultural pursuits for which the lady's estate afforded him ample opportunities it was at this period he wrote his two sonatas for guitar and violin which form his second and third works love cools with time in a castle as in a cottage paganini discovered this all his former pension for the violin returned and he decided on resuming his travels on his return to genoa in eighteen o four he occupied himself solely with composition and wrote here his fourth work which consists of four grand quartets for violin viol guitar and violoncello and bravura variations for violin on an original theme with guitar accompaniment which forms his fifth work it appears too that at this period he gave instruction on the violin to caterina calcagno born in genoa in seventeen ninety seven who at the age of fifteen astounded italy by the boldness of her style all traces of her seem lost after eighteen sixteen towards the middle of eighteen o five paganini left genoa to undertake a new tour in italy the first town he visited was lucca the scene of his first successes here he again created so great a sensation by a concerto he performed at a nocturnal festival in a convent chapel that the monks were obliged to leave their stalls in order to repress the applause which burst forth despite the sanctity of the place he was then twenty-one years of age the principality of lucca and piombino had been organized in the month of march of the same year in favor of the princess eliza sister of napoleon and the wife of prince bacciocchi the court had fixed its residence in the town of lucca the great reputation of the violinist induced the princess to offer him the post of director of her private music and conductor of the opera orchestra notwithstanding his propensity for independence of action and although the emoluments were scanty the position pleased him and he accepted it the prince bacciocchi received instruction from him on the violin the princess who had appreciated the originality of his talent induced him to extend his discoveries of novel effects upon the instrument to convince him of the interest he had inspired her with she granted him the grade of captain in the royal gendarmerie so that he might be admitted with his brilliant costume to all the great court receptions paganini added many novelties to those which characterized his talent thus seeking to vary the effect of his instrument at the court concerts where it was his duty to play he removed the second and third strings and composed a dialogue for the first and fourth strings he has related this circumstance himself nearly in these terms at lucca i directed the orchestra when the reigning family honored the opera with their presence i was often called upon to play at court and then i organized fortnightly concerts the princess eliza always withdrew before the termination as my harmonic sounds irritated her nerves a lady whom i had long loved without having avowed my passion attended the concerts with great regularity i fancied i perceived that i was the object of her assiduous visits insensibly our mutual passion increased but important motives rendered prudence and mystery necessary our love in consequence became more violent i had promised her on one occasion that at the following concert i would introduce a musical piece which should bear allusion to our relative positions and i announced to the court a novelty under the title of scene amoureuse curiosity rose to the highest pitch 
but the surprise of all present at court was extreme when i entered the saloon with a violin with only two strings i had only retained the first and the fourth the former was to express the sentiments of a young girl the other was to express the passionate language of a lover i had composed a kind of dialogue in which the most tender accents followed the outbursts of jealousy at one time chords representing most tender appeals at another plaintive reproaches cries of joy and anger felicity and pain then followed the reconciliation and the lovers more persuaded than ever executed a pas de deux which terminated in a brilliant coda this novelty was eminently successful i do not speak of the languishing looks which the goddess of my thoughts darted at me the princess eliza lauded me to the skies and said to me in the most gracious manner possible you have just performed impossibilities would not a single string suffice for your talent i promised to make the attempt the idea delighted me and some weeks after i composed my military sonata entitled napoleon which i performed on the twenty fifth of august before a numerous and brilliant court its success far surpassed my expectations my predilection for the g-string dates from this period all i wrote for this string was received with enthusiasm and i daily acquired greater facility upon it hence i obtained the mastery of it which you know and should no longer surprise you in the summer of eighteen o eight paganini obtained leave to travel and quitted lucca never more to return as the sister of napoleon had become grand duchess of tuscany she fixed her residence at florence with all her court where the great artist retained his position he went to leghorn where seven years previously he had met with so much success here he was not received with the warmth extended to him on his former visit but his talent soon overcame the coldness evinced towards him he has related with much humour a series of tribulations which happened to him upon the occasion of his first concert there a nail he said had run into my heel and i came on limping at which the audience laughed at the moment i was about to commence my concerto the candles of my desk fell out another laugh at the end of the first few bars of the solo my first string broke which increased the hilarity of the audience but i played the piece on the three strings and the grins quickly changed into acclamations of applause the broken string frequently occurred afterwards and paganini has been accused of using it as a means of success having previously practised upon the three strings pieces which appear to require the use of the first also from leghorn he went to turin where the princess pauline borghese sister of napoleon the prince her husband and suite were sojourning Langini, then attached to the service of the princess as director of music eighteen o eight or eighteen o nine there heard the illustrious violinist at several concerts and spoke of him to me on his return to paris with unbounded admiration it was at turin that paganini was first attacked with internal inflammation which subsequently so debilitated his health as frequently to cause long interruptions to his travels and his series of concerts he was nearly convalescent when he was recalled to the court of florence in the month of october eighteen o nine for the concerts which were to be given on the occasion of peace between france and austria it was at this period that my friend the celebrated sculptor bartolini executed a bust of paganini which i saw in his studio at florence in eighteen forty one 
an excellent work by monsieur canestabili which has just appeared and which only reached me a few days ago furnishes me with information as to the manner paganini was employed in eighteen ten it will be found that he must have left florence about december eighteen o nine to visit romagna and lombardy that he gave concerts at the old theatre of cesina that he afterwards produced an extraordinary sensation at a concert given at rimini the twenty second of january eighteen ten this information was extracted by monsieur conestabile from manuscript memoirs by monsieur giangi an amateur composer relating to the town of rimini it is probable he afterwards visited the other cities of central italy ravenna forli imola and fenza but this is not certain it appears also about the same period he met with an adventure at ferrara that nearly cost him his life he had gone to bologna with a friend and purposed giving some concerts there arrangements were already made with the manager and rehearsals appointed when at the moment the rehearsal was about to commence margolini who was to sing at the concert capriciously refused to do so disconcerted by this contretemps paganini sought the aid of madame pallarini the principal dancer of the theatre but who possessed a most agreeable voice which she only cultivated for herself and her friends vanquished by the solicitations of the great violinist she consented to sing at the concert but when she presented herself to the public fear overpowered her she sang with timidity and when she retired encouraged by the kind applause which rewarded her efforts a piercing hiss was heard maddened with rage paganini vowed to avenge this outrage at the end of the concert as he was about to commence his last solo he announced to the public that he purposed imitating the notes and cries of various animals after having imitated the chirping of certain birds cock crowing the mewing of a cat and the barking of a dog he advanced to the footlights and while imitating the braying of an ass he called out this for the men who hissed Cristo e porquele che han fischiato he was convinced this repartee would excite laughter and the hissers be hooted but the pit rose to a man vociferating and rushing forward to the orchestra which they literally scaled paganini had only time to escape by hasty flight the dangers that menaced him it was only after he was safely at home that he learned the cause of this fearful tumult he was told that the peasantry in the suburbs of ferrara entertained peculiar ill feelings towards the residents of that town considering them as a community of idiots and compare them to asses hence any resident of the suburb if questioned from whence he came never admits it is from ferrara but vociferates a vigorous hee-haw the audience present at paganini's concert considered this a personal allusion to themselves the result was that the authorities withdrew their permission and prohibited the continuation of his concerts since then paganini was never heard again at ferrara gervasone relates that on the sixteenth of august eighteen eleven paganini gave a concert at parma at which he produced an immense sensation both upon artists and amateurs particularly in his variations on the fourth string it would appear that from parma he returned to his duties at the court of florence here he probably remained during the year eighteen twelve for no information of him in other places during this period is met with 
he was there can be little doubt obliged to return occasionally to the capital of tuscany to fulfil his duties here about the end of eighteen twelve or the commencement of eighteen thirteen occurred the adventure which obliged him suddenly to quit the service of the grand duchess and leave the town this adventure had been certified to m conestabile by ocular witnesses in nearly the following terms at a grand court gala where a concert preceded a ball paganini who directed the former and was to have performed appeared in the orchestra in his uniform of captain of the royal gendarmerie the princess as soon as she perceived this sent her commands that the uniform was to be replaced by evening dress he replied that his commission allowed him to wear the uniform and refused to change it the command was repeated during the concert and again met with refusal and to prove that he defied the orders of the grand duchess he appeared at the ball in his uniform moreover in order to show that he did not care what might be thought of the insult proffered to him he walked up and down the room after the ball had commenced nevertheless convinced that although reason and right were both in his favour absolutism prevailed at court and his defiance might endanger his liberty he quitted florence during the night and directed his steps towards lombardy the most tempting offers and the promise of the grand duchess's leniency proved unavailing to induce him to return delighted at finding himself his own master he determined never again to accept a fixed position however tempting the offer being at milan in the spring of eighteen thirteen he witnessed at the teatro la scala the ballet of il noce de benevento by Vergano, the music of which was by Sussmeyer it was from this ballet that paganini took the theme of his celebrated variations la strega the witches from the air being that to which the witches appeared while busied with these variations and making arrangements for his concerts he was again seized with a return of his former malady and several months elapsed before he could appear in public it was only on the twenty ninth of october following he was enabled to give his first concert when he excited a sensation which the journals of italy and germany made known to the whole world paganini always evinced an extraordinary predilection for milan to which city he was much attached not only did he reside there the greater part of eighteen thirteen with the exception of his visit to genoa but also until the month of september eighteen fourteen visiting it three times during five years residing there for a long period and giving thirty-seven concerts in eighteen thirteen he gave eleven some at la scala and others at the teatro carcano and after a repose of some months another series at the teatro re in eighteen fourteen in the month of october of that year he went to bologna where he saw rossini for the first time and commenced a friendship which became strengthened at rome in eighteen seventeen and at paris in eighteen thirty one rossini produced his arialano in palmyra in december eighteen thirteen at milan at which period paganini was at genoa so that these artists had never yet met each other until rossini was about leaving bologna to write his trucco in italia in milan up to the year eighteen twenty eight paganini had made three times the round of italy in eighteen fifteen he returned to romagna and having given some concerts there stopped at ancona here his malady returned to him for several months and he then proceeded to genoa about the commencement of eighteen sixteen 
while Lafont was giving concerts at Milan. Anxious to hear the French violinist, he repaired thither, where a rivalry ensued, which was much spoken of, and appreciated in various ways, according to the bias of school and nationality. Lafont, who frequently related to me the circumstances of this meeting, was perfectly convinced that he was the victor. It is interesting to hear Paganini's relation of this circumstance of his life being at genoa in march eighteen sixteen i heard that lafont was giving concerts at milan for which city i immediately started for the purpose of hearing him his performance pleased me exceedingly a week afterwards i gave a concert at the teatre la scala to make myself known to him the next day lafont proposed we should both perform on the same evening i excused myself by saying that such experiments were always impolitic as the public invariably looked upon such matters as duels in which there was always a victim and that it would be so in this case for as he was acknowledged the best violinist in france so the public indulgently considered me as the best of italian violinists lafont not looking at it in this light i was obliged to accept the challenge i allowed him to regulate the programme which he did in the following manner we each in turn played one of our own compositions after which we played together the symphonie concertante of kreutzer for two violins in this i did not deviate in the least from the author's text while we both were playing our own parts but in the solos i yielded to my own imagination and introduced several novelties which seemed to annoy my adversary then followed a russian air with variations by lafont and i finished the concert with my variations on la trega lafont probably surpassed me in tone but the applause which followed my efforts convinced me i did not suffer by comparison lafont it cannot be denied acted imprudently under the circumstances for although it may be admitted he possessed more purely classical qualities and was more in accordance with french taste than paganini although his tone was fuller and more equal yet in original fancy poetry of execution and mastery of difficulties he could not place himself in juxtaposition with his antagonist in a concert at the conservatory of paris in eighteen sixteen the palm would have been awarded to him but with an italian public a thirst for novelty and originality his failure was certain a similar circumstance occurred two years later when paganini had returned to placentia to give concerts the polish violinist lipinski was then there eighteen eighteen he had sought Paganini without success at Venice, Verona, and Milan, and had abandoned all hopes of meeting him, when a concert bill was put into his hands, which announced that they were then together in the same town. Paganini gave six concerts in this town, and at the sixth played a concerted symphony with Lipinski, which was much applauded. They frequently met at each other's residence and improvised together some time after lipinski dedicated to him one of his works as a tribute of respect but when they again met at warsaw in eighteen twenty nine a journal speaking of a concert which the polish violinist had just given and lauding his talent took occasion to depreciate the ability of paganini and to accuse the virtuoso of charlatanism 
other journals defended the genoese violinist and undervalued the merit of lipinski who deemed it a duty publicly to exculpate himself from the suspicion of having been connected with the discourteous attack directed toward his illustrious competitor paganini did not seem at all concerned about the matter but the intimacy of the two artists ceased from milan paganini repaired to venice in the summer of eighteen sixteen where he remained for upwards of a year to restore his health which had for some time been in a declining state he also gave some concerts this protracted sojourn at venice is mentioned in the leipziger musicalische zeitung of july the twenty third eighteen seventeen by a correspondent who thus alludes to the subject the celebrated violinist paganini has at last quitted venice where he has been sojourning for more than twelve months and has returned to genoa his native town taking milan in his route in the same year eighteen seventeen he arrived at rome and found rossini there busy in producing his cenerentola several concerts which he gave there during the carnival excited the greatest enthusiasm he also frequently played at the palace of the count de Canitz, ambassador of austria where he met count metternich who urgently pressed him to visit vienna from this time paganini formed the project of leaving italy to visit the principal cities of germany and france however the uncertain state of his health which at times placed his life in danger prevented him from realizing his project at this period besides he had not yet visited naples and sicily and he had long entertained a strong desire of doing so however it does not seem that he visited at this time that portion of the peninsula for we hear of him in upper italy giving concerts at verona at placentia at turin at florence and throughout tuscany during eighteen eighteen and a portion of eighteen nineteen it was only in the latter year that he arrived at naples it is a very remarkable circumstance that he appeared there in a manner unworthy of his great name for instead of giving his first concerts at the san carlo he modestly commenced at the teatro il fondo it is true that at the period he arrived namely in the middle of the summer the theatrical performances were more frequently given at the fondo than at san carlo on his arrival at naples paganini found several artists indisposed towards him they doubted the reality of the prodigies attributed to him and awaited a failure to put his talent to the test the young composer Dana, recently from the conservatory was engaged to write a quartet containing every species of difficulty convinced that the great violinist would not vanquish them he was therefore invited to a musical reunion where he met the violinist honorio de vito the composer Dana, the violinist and director of music festa and the violin cellist Giandelli. the piece was immediately given to him to play at first sight understanding the snare that was laid for him he merely glanced at it and played it as if he had been familiar with it amazed and confounded at what they had heard the highest approbation was awarded to him and he was proclaimed a miracle it was during this sojourn at naples that paganini met with one of the most singular adventures of his extraordinary life an alarming relapse of his malady took place and thinking that any current of air was injurious to him he took an apartment in a part of the town called patrotto below san elmo 
but meeting here that which he most sought to avoid and his health daily becoming worse it was reported that he was consumptive at naples the opinion prevailed that consumption is contagious his landlord alarmed at having in his house one who was supposed to be dying of this malady had the inhumanity to turn him out into the street with all he possessed fortunately the violoncellist giandelli the friend of paganini happened to be passing and incensed at this act of cruelty which might have proved fatal to the great artist belabored the barbarian unmercifully with a stick he carried and then had his friend conveyed to a comfortable lodging where every attention was paid to him paganini recovered sufficiently to give concerts having returned to milan in march eighteen twenty Paganini took part in founding a society of musical amateurs, which adopted the name of Gli Orfei, for the performance of the classical works of the old masters. He conducted several of this society's concerts, who, in testimony of gratitude and admiration, presented him with medals and crowns. Paganini's predilection for the capital of Lombardy detained him there until December he then went to rome and arrived while rossini was producing his matilda di sabran at the apollo theatre on the day of the general rehearsal the leader of the orchestra was seized with apoplexy this unexpected event was a source of great embarrassment to the composer inasmuch as the talent of the musicians was below mediocrity as soon as this circumstance reached paganini he flew to his friend's assistance attended the general rehearsal and led the three first representations with an energy that struck the band with amazement End of chapter three part one